Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. Have you ever strayed away from what you know is right? Do you believe that what you have done cannot be forgiven? Or perhaps you have a child who has done some things that have gone totally against everything he was taught, and you feel that there is no way he will change. Well, take heart. The Good Shepherd accepts us back without scolding and regardless of what our past was like. In the parable of the lost son, Jesus tells us how he opens up his arms and welcomes us home. And just as he welcomes us back, we need to welcome our children back when they stray. Now, take a listen to this parable. This parable of the prodigal son is a beautiful picture of the warm reception that God gives his lost sheep when they return to him. Jesus told this parable of the lost son in Luke 15, chapters 11 through 32. This parable shows how we are to welcome our children back when and if they should stray. And it goes like this. A certain man had two sons, and the younger son of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of the good that belongs to me. So the father divided him and gave him his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger man gathered all of his things together, and he went on a journey, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent everything he had, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to need things that he couldn't get. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and the citizen sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. He told himself, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants." And he did just that. He arose and went to his father. But when he was still a great way off, 
His father saw him and had compassion and ran out and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked, what do these things mean? And he said to him, your brother has come home. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed against you, your commandments at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It is right that we make merry and be glad, for your father, your brother, was dead and is alive again, and was lost. And is found. Now, a parable is a type of story that Jesus would use to illustrate a spiritual point. Jesus used this parable to teach us of God's love for us. In this parable, the younger son or the prodigal son asked to receive his inheritance early. He left the area and proceeded to live a life of debauchery and rebellion. And he totally, totally disregarded the way he was raised. He wanted to live as he pleased, and he used his inheritance in a manner that was wasteful and recklessly extravagant. His rebellious, immature, and prodigal living led him to hit rock bottom. Well, just as luck would have it, a famine happened. And in order for him to survive, the young man was sent into the field with swine. Now you have to understand that according to Moses's law, pigs were unclean animals. And you can read about this in Leviticus 11, two through eight, and Deuteronomy 14, verse eight. This meant that pigs could not be eaten or used for sacrifices. In fact, 
Jews would not even touch pigs in order to protect themselves from defilement. However, this young man found himself eating food that pigs had touched. This was very humiliating. But unfortunately, it often takes humiliation, sorrow, great tragedy, and yes, hitting rock bottom for someone to recognize their sins. Fortunately for this man, he realized that he had sinned and was willing to turn from his wayward behavior. This story, however, doesn't end with the young man simply recognizing his sins. This parable continues, and it shows us the importance of repentance, forgiveness, and love. Now, let's take a look at repentance. Repentance means to have sincere regret or remorse for one's past actions or sins. When the young man realized what he had done and how far he had fallen, he decided to return home and he knew that he would have to admit his sins and ask for forgiveness. The first thing the son said to the father when he arrived home was, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. Likewise, God wants us to repent of our sins and return to him. 1 John 1 9, that's 1 John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, As far as forgiveness goes, when the young man returned home, even at a distance, his father recognized his son. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. John 10, 14 tells us that. So the father recognized his own, just like Jesus recognizes his own. The father knew and understood that we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53, verse 6. The father forgave his son and welcomed him with open arms. The son was willing to become a hired servant for his father. However, the father did not require his son to earn his forgiveness. He did not ask his son for anything in order for him to forgive him. You see, forgiveness cannot be earned. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 tells us, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We can ask God for forgiveness and receive it because of the work that Jesus 
did on the cross. Now, the father obviously through all of this showed love for his son. And yes, once again, forgiveness by rejoicing and celebrating that his son had returned. In Luke 15, chapters 22 through 23, we read, But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. You see, the robe, the ring, and the sandals were proof of the father's total acceptance of his son. Servants did not wear these expensive items. You can read this in Genesis 41, 42, and Isaiah 61, 10. The feast was a way of showing and sharing his joy about his son's return. The father showed his son unconditional love. The father did not say anything to his son. He did not scold his son. He showed unconditional love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 is one of my favorite verses. And it reads, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, endures all things. Love never fails. That is unconditional love. Now, unfortunately, the older brother was very angry with the father for having a feast for his younger brother, who had deserted them and spent a fortune on frivolous living. Now, unlike his younger brother, the elder brother had remained home, had worked very hard, and had never disgraced his father. The father explained to him that he would have hosted a party for him and his friends, but he never asked. But despite this, he was not excited about his younger brother's returning home, and he refused to join the party. This older brother had an unforgiving attitude and was not interested in restoring a broken relationship. However, the father also showed this son unconditional love. And he said to his older son, and son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. The father did not forsake one son for the other, but he did let the son know the importance of the feast, and why he was giving the younger son a feast. He tells the older son, it is right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again, 
and was lost and is found. This parable shows how God loves and forgives us and how we should love and forgive others. This includes our children. Although we may wander like sheep and go astray, and no matter how far astray we go, he remains the good shepherd. He accepts us back without scolding us. He opens up his arms, welcomes us home, and we can say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. You can do this with your child if it's needed. If your child should ever stray and go and do things that you know are not right, help him to come back. And when he does, and let me back up a bit, that's the importance of teaching your child the right things to start with, because then they have and know when they have done wrong, they will come back home. And when they do, welcome him or her back. And because of this, you will know that you've been parenting on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then... This is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.